Hey everybody, this is Chris Irwin and welcome to the Rare Sense Podcast. Unfortunately, the guest that I had lined up for this month fell ill, so we're going to have to postpone that interview. Instead, I'm going to offer an audio version of the first article that I wrote, Logan. This is actually something I've wanted to do for a while now, meaning recording audio versions of my articles. As much as I espouse reading as part of mind fitness development, sometimes it's just easier to listen to something. Since most of my articles probably take about five to seven minutes to read, I figure giving an audio version is something that people can go back to if they need to. If there's a specific article that you really like or that speaks to you, hopefully this gives you a version that you can listen to when you might need it. No one asked me to do this, so I don't know if it's beneficial. Give me that feedback if you think it's something worth doing. Eventually, I'd like to provide audio versions of all these articles so that every month I can release a written version of the article and then an audio version on top of that. And ideally, I'd like to be able to do that plus a podcast episode each month. Anyway, I need to play some catch up, obviously, and get a lot of these recorded. But like I said, uh, this one was forced upon me a little bit just through circumstance and nobody's fault, but didn't have somebody to interview this month. Lastly, this article was written pretty much right on the back of our withdrawal from Afghanistan. So there's references to that that won't exactly work as this article becomes older and older, but hopefully the, the overall intent comes through. So without further ado, here we go with Logan. Logan, I know this man. On a recent flight, I decided to watch the movie Logan again. For any of you unfamiliar with the film, it's the final installment of the Wolverine character arc, at least with Hugh Jackman as a lead, from the various X-Men movies that have come out over the last two decades. Set in the year 2029, the eponymous hero is now sick and dying, essentially being poisoned by the metal grafted onto his bones. After a lifetime with the ability to rapidly heal, his body simply can't do it anymore. He's isolated himself from society, living in the middle of nowhere outside El Paso, working as a limo driver. He looks awful, a shell of his previous formidable self. He drinks excessively and seems committed to exacerbating his condition and accelerating his own demise through self-destructive behavior. He even carries around a single adamantium bullet for an obvious purpose. Despite all of this, he engages in one final mission with extreme reluctance by helping a young mutant girl who we find out was genetically engineered using his DNA to escape the clutches of an evil corporation designing killer mutants to be used as weapons. He agrees to take her to a place called Eden in North Dakota, even though he insists it's not real, but purely a fabrication of comic books, only loosely based on the actual exploits of the X-Men. As I watched the film, I thought about our recent withdrawal from Afghanistan after 20 years of war. As a retired Navy SEAL, I couldn't help but feel like this character is reflective of me and many other veterans out there. From a timing standpoint, his journey almost directly coincides with that of service members fighting recent conflicts. The first X-Men movie came out in 2000, a little over a year before 9-11. Logan is the final chapter where his journey as a member of that elite force finally ends. His personality also hits close to home. He's a reluctant hero, a man who despite being a quote, animal, can't help ultimately doing the right thing. We like him because, supernatural abilities aside, his actions and temperament are those of a normal person. He drinks alcohol and smokes cigars. He's prone to angry outbursts. Often he doesn't like himself. I know this man. 
I see so much of my former self in his younger version, and can equally sympathize with the older Logan as well. I don't recover the way I used to. My body hurts. I have difficulty concentrating at times. I'm tired and dizzy a lot. On most days, I prefer to be alone in my house. Here I am, now some semblance of Logan. At the end of a decades-long war in which I played a tiny part, I don't know what to think of myself. Did I do the right thing? Am I a good guy? Sometimes I feel like the answer to those questions is no. Consequently, I've had times when I welcomed my death and contemplated ending my life, either because I felt like it was what I deserved or because it would be a way to make all the pain, both mental and physical, finally disappear. After all, I used to be a superhero of sorts. Now I'm not sure what I am. Like Logan, I also get frustrated with the comic book treatment of my fellow warriors and me. The media-driven pure good versus pure evil simplistic narrative of the world. And the tendency for people to call me a hero based on who they think I am or what they believe I did. I do appreciate that last sentiment, but it also makes me cringe. Wrestling with these types of thoughts is a struggle I don't think is unique to me or even to veterans in general. But ultimately, they aren't the right questions to ask. We did what the nation asked of us to the best of our ability. Regardless of the outcome, we forged our effort with honor. For those we lost, that should be enough. But for those still here, the more significant issue becomes, what do we do now? As for Logan, in the final scenes of the movie, he's able to save the day one last time before succumbing to his wounds and dying in the service of others. There's actually something appealing about that, but it's an option no longer available to me. And the reality is I don't have a death wish. I just want to have a purpose. I don't know if Afghanistan was worth it, whatever that means. But I eventually realized I could make my small part in that conflict valuable through my actions now. With that in mind, this is the message I would pass on to my fellow veterans. You may not be as strong or as fast as you once were. Your memory might slip at times. But you don't have to lock your identity to your past. You can inspire others with whatever you do today. You can teach people what you've learned. You can pass on the wisdom that only comes from experience. You can do your best to ensure children become productive members of society. You can be the epitome of qualities that don't degrade with age, like honor, humility, and generosity. And you can be an exemplary parent, spouse, or friend. In short, you can be the best version of what you are, not some version of what you were. Logan never evolved in this way. I dare you to do better. You can also realize that the thoughts popping into your head are no different than any other form of media. If most of the nonsense on television and the internet these days makes you roll your eyes, then take the same approach to your own mind. Logan is just a story. It's not true. Whatever you are telling yourself most of the time isn't either. It's a narrative, a series. Don't subscribe to it. For everyone else, I think most veterans like me appreciate you thanking us for our service. But we didn't join the military for recognition or medals. We did it to serve and defend, to be an intrinsic part of something greater than ourselves. And most of us still want that. So we would prefer that you focus on what we can still do instead of what we did. Some of the most ethical and hardworking people you will ever find now simply ask to be put to good use at home when what we can offer is sorely needed here instead of overseas. At the end of Logan, I broke down and cried. The first time I saw the trailer for the movie, I did the same thing. The juxtaposition of imagery and music was so powerful. The various scenes from the film are overdubbed with the Johnny Cash cover of the song Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. Those lyrics are pretty well aligned with the way many of us veterans feel these days and have felt for as long as humanity has been fighting wars. There's a line from that song that says, Full of broken thoughts, I cannot repair. I think we can repair broken thoughts. 
or we can choose to ignore them, which is just as good. It may even be the same thing. To that point, hurt ends with a message of resentment that we might repair by thinking about it differently. If I could start again, a million miles away, I would keep myself. I would find a way. For many of us, the United States can often feel like it's a million miles away from Afghanistan, both literally and figuratively. Things may not have turned out the way we wanted over there, but there aren't any more guns in the valley. Now we are here. Maybe we should all view it as a place to start again, to realize that we can rapidly heal our invisible wounds if we so desire, to keep ourselves, to find a way.